the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. We consider it an honor and a privilege to start another week of broadcasting with you. And as a means of introducing the subject... We'd like you to turn with us to the book of Malachi, the last book in the Hebrew Scriptures. Uh, We're going to look at two verses right now from Malachi, again, as a means of introducing the subject at hand. So Malachi 3, beginning at verse 8. Will a man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you say, how have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. You'll note this is a discussion between the Lord and the people of Israel. You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. So, Junie, we see that the obvious message here is regarding tithing, because the tithing rule was 10% of our income should go to the Lord. But you know something? We need to share the principle behind it. And you know, the, the, the truth of the matter is, Junie, when we're obedient in tithing, God opens the windows of heaven for us, as we've experienced in the past. But there's a principle here that goes far beyond just the issue of tithing. And I think we could say it this way. If we hold back from the Lord that which he claims, we are going to suffer. The Lord withholds what he had intended for us. When we fulfill and do that which the Lord calls us to, he will open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings. In other words, whatever we have had appropriated to us through the death, burial, and resurrection of the Messiah, for example, he has made us wisdom. We have spoken about it, and we'll probably speak about it in future weeks. If we don't utilize this, the wisdom that God is, because he has made the wisdom of God part of our lives, we're robbing him, and we're proceeding on doing our thing. And this is the principle that we're talking about this week. God calls us to a a life of absolute devotion. If that is true, and I trust you do believe it, why is it then 
that with countless versions of the scripture at our disposal, message that we hear when we go to fellowship or hear a CD or a tape, and with so many excellent spiritual books available to aid us in our understanding, why is it then that the truth of God's word is not apprehended that will make our lives so much more fuller? And I believe, and I say we believe, that one of the main reasons that this is true is that the word of God is read, the word of God is heard, and the word of God is understood in the wisdom of man and not in the demonstration of the spirit and of power. Okay, Shelley. So what we're talking about this week is robbing God and tithing. And in what you've introduced so far, um, what I personally am getting from these scriptures and from hearing you is robbing God is a lot more than a financial withholding. Although tithing is very important and giving funds appropriate to uh, those that feed us spiritually is really uh, an exhortation to us in the scriptures that if we give, God also gives to us. But the robbing I'm hearing you talking about goes deeper and wider because truly, Shelley, we belong to God. Whether we understand it or not, the Messiah came, Jesus came and bought us back from the devil. He died for us. And so if we withhold our life from God, we are robbing him. If we withhold things that are dear to us, whether it's our children, our husband, wife, marriage, our career, um, the things we love to do, if we live for ourselves in a very real way, we are robbing God. That's right. And Malachi was written to the Jewish people, and we are warned in the scriptures that we should not make the same mistake as Israel by robbing God. And it's really encouraging, Shelley, in reading that um, so now we call the arrogant blessed, not only are the doers of wickedness built up, but they also test God and escape. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord gave attention and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him, before God, for those who fear the Lord and who esteem his name. So we can speak not only to our listeners, but to one another in remembrance of how many times, Shelley, we withheld from God and needed to repent and ask him to forgive us and his mercy towards us in that forgiving. Or we gave of ourselves, our family, our children, our money, our life, and God met us exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or think. So I just really believe, Shelley, this week of talking about robbing God, 
is something that in my heart I would love to see a revelation given as we speak because really it has been life to us in the times that we robbed God and he forgave us when we repented and in the times when we poured out and gave him our life and all that was dear to us and he met us and he blessed us. Amen. It's so true, Junie, and we're going to be focusing on the issue of wisdom because uh, it says in 1 Corinthians one thirty. let me read it. 1 Corinthians one thirty. but by his doing, you are in Christ Jesus who became to us wisdom from God. And if we choose not to appropriate the wisdom that God has given us, but resort back to our own wisdom, we are robbing God because he has already been made our wisdom. And we're going to turn to 1 Corinthians, June, because Paul speaks of two ways of preaching. And again, just as what we spoke about robbing God had to do with tithing, but it went far beyond tithing, Paul speaks of preaching, but what he says goes far beyond preaching as well. Okay, and let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. And when I came to you, brethren, I did not come with superiority of speech or of wisdom, proclaiming to you the testimony of God. But I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And here's what we really want to emphasize. And my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. Junie, I'd like to read this from the New English Bible as well, so we get a a full view of the uh, significance of these verses. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. As for me, brothers, when I came to you, I declared the attested truth of God without display of fine words or wisdom. I resolved that while I was with you, I would think of nothing but Jesus Christ, Christ nailed to the cross. I came before you weak, nervous, and shaking with fear. The word I spoke, the gospel I proclaimed, did not sway you with subtle arguments. It carried conviction by spiritual power, so that your faith might be built not upon human wisdom, but upon the power of God. So clearly, Paul is saying the the preaching of the gospel, the speaking of the word of God, could come in one of two ways. One, in the wisdom of man, or two, as the preaching, as in the demonstration of the Holy Spirit and of the power of God. And Junie, there's a world of difference between those two ways. And it's really true, Shelley, because we can speak about God through uh, different theologies. Uh, We can get degrees in theology. We can become a doctor of theology and never have the testimony or the transforming power of the living God changing us living in us and living through us. And that was what was so powerful about Paul's preaching 
and the preaching of the apostles in the first century church, they not only, uh, other than Paul, knew Jesus personally, but they gave everything, especially on Shavuot, the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit and fire baptized them and changed them. A power entered their life of the living, resurrected Jesus that Paul experienced on the road to Damascus when the Lord arrested him and revealed himself to Paul as the King of the Jews, the Messiah, and the Son of God. And we all need that in our life, Shelley. And just as God saved me as a Jewish woman and then demonstrated that salvation to you through his Holy Spirit using a man, our cats, and calling you and calling me to a life with our children that we couldn't live unless God took care of us, the demonstration of his life and his transforming power did something. And that's what I would like us to pray for our listeners this week, that as you speak of the wisdom of God, that it would become a transforming revelational power that our listeners receive. Lord, we thank you, Lord, as we embark on this subject of the wisdom of God versus the wisdom of man. Not robbing you, Lord. And Lord, we do not want to rob you. No, Lord. What you have appropriated, I pray that we can appropriate and live out through the power of God and the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Lord, may we never rob you again. Please, Lord. As we proceed, we'll see that Paul was speaking not only of how to preach, but we're going to learn how we should hear and obey the word of God as well. And we'll give you the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.